STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein, without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment, either real or imagined, even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. following is a memory of Gord Downey, lead singer of the Tragically Hip, who passed away Tuesday, October 17th, 2017. Does your mother tell you things long, long when I'm gone? Who you talking to? She telling you I'm one. It's a great mistake when I'm wide awake. Driving's rained out. Weatherman. Fingers in the sky Pokes it out Pulls it in Don't know Why Same mistake It's been a long Time running It's been a Oh, oh, oh. 
time bill's got a big fat cock and he knows it i'm not getting on you told me 9 30 that's said, when i come on yeah you said yeah. 9 30 dude so i'm playing my but, game actually it, you gave me enough time to finish uh hashtag just beat it just finished just cause three on the ps4 however if you see that uh we're ready to go a little bit earlier it would be uh how would i propose to jump on how would I see that? Well, a notification. I didn't get a notification on my phone. <laughs> Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe World. World revolves around Joe. Joe World. Hashtag Joe World. The text you sent me was at 932, two minutes after we were supposed to be on. Yeah, that's because I've been sitting here for 15 minutes. I didn't want to bother you. Well, good. You know, don't but, bother. I hope you don't bother me. There was a notification sent through Google. It's not. Your fucking shit phone doesn't do anything right. No, Google did it, not my phone. I never got a Google note. Well, how do you ever know how to latch onto this thing? Well, when I log in, it tells me that you're you're on. Yes, exactly. Point proven. Point me. Thank you. Point retarded. Is what I say. Well, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of STC Pod. I am your host, Bill. With me always is that maniac, that bear, that crazy man, that roided out monster on the other side of the mic is none other, none other than Joe. AC Decepticon. How you doing? What? You done? How you doing? Good, man. Like I said, man, I was just finishing off Just Cause 3. Managed to squeeze one hour in, and that's all I needed to finish it tonight. I've been pumping that bitch the last two nights. Doing a... Last night I was up till 12, so I put in four hours. And I think the previous night I was up till 1 a.m., putting five hours on the thing. That's it, man. Done. I wanted to move on to a new game. Both of those were work nights, for the record. Um, yeah, who cares? So, good times for your work partner the next day. Well. Good times indeed. It's always a good time when you work with Joe. That's why I called you a bear. Bit of a bear. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, you finished Just Cause 3? Yeah. Bit of an actioner. So what are we going to move on? We're going to go back to uh, what you're comfortable with. You're uh, well. I'm doing an extremely slow 
strategy games? I'm doing the JRPG already on my Vita. That Yutawanari Momo game by Atlas. That is horrible. I got into my first battle finally after five hours of uh, reading, <laughs> reading and watching text. That game's fucked. It's oddly compelling, though. Um, I'm not sure what. I just got a game that arrived in the mail today. I don't know if I want to start that because that's another RPG. Um, what did I want to play? Oh, you know what I want to do? I wanted to s- possibly switch over and and, uh, and start up uh, South Park Stick of Truth. Because today, mm-hmm. uh, the Fractured Butthole came out today. Mm-hmm. Which I won't be getting for a little bit. So I might as well uh, play the first one. Wow, that's cool. So I have my 360 hooked up already and haven't, I was going to unhook it, but I'll uh, I'll swap over and play the enemy a little bit. I wish I'd found that on the PlayStation 3, though. Well, once you get that so, Xbox 360 controller in your hands, you won't want to go back. Ah, it's not the right controller, dude. It's so misshapen. That's That's crazy talk. It's misshapen like the head on your penis. Well, nonetheless, it uh, it conforms to, you know, an ergonomic grip. It's it's where everything should be, unlike the PlayStation remote, which is, you know, very, everything has to be linear in straight lines, like a brick kind of thing. And my thumbs don't want to go at right angles like that. They want to be at certain angles, which the Xbox uh, molds right into. I think your your thumbs like to be wrapped around a cylinder shaped object, right? Why are you always fantasizing about that? <laughs> is there a way to? I, I'm using these new headphones that I I, I found thrifting. <laughs> I know. Is there <laughs> is there a way to wear them on one ear and not on the other ear? Yeah, don't <laughs> don't <laughs> you don't put the other cushion like up on the head. Just push it in behind the ear. <laughs> Like in behind the ear. With that? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, it doesn't feel comfortable. That, well, it looks better than... Oh, boy. Hmm. No, we got to put pictures of this out. I'm going to block my... How do I turn my camera off here? <laughs> yeah, you just kind of set it on the... There That's you go. See? That looks fine. I'm just trying to keep one ear open in case the daughter's been... Uh... Being a pain and waking up every night. My wife's already gone to bed. Well, should we kick off this episode? I wanted to uh, give a little uh, addendum to my liquidation story from last week. I forgot to give like the part two of all that. Uh, Refresh my memory again. Well, uh, I started a let go deal, which uh, through... uh, negotiation ended up selling everything in my trunk to one guy for one big deal. So he got like three boxes of games and consoles and I got a bit of cash in my pocket, which I was kind of excited about, but never have I done that size of a deal where I'm not the guy getting the stuff, you know, instead I got the money. So constantly for the next two days, I'm like doing the math in my head. What was in the trunk exactly? Did I make a good deal? What did that boil down to what each unit was worth? Even though I was more than happy 
with the amount of cash I got. I just couldn't help myself, but keep playing it over in my head. What was actually in there? Did I make a bad move? What's because it was very impulsive. Once I got there and we made a deal on the whole thing. What'd you have again? What was it? A bunch of systems of games, right? Yeah, exactly. And oh, cart- cartridges and disc based stuff and all kinds. Even that uh, Shira season one DVD set was in there. Mm. So, and a couple Nintendos, a couple NESs. You don't want to keep the uh, Shira to masturbate to it? I already have a copy. Oh, fair enough. This was a bonus copy. I don't know how I managed to get another copy of it. It could have been your backup uh, jerking material. So I was going over it in my head and I went, oh my God, you know what? There are a couple things that I think were in there that probably shouldn't have been. I had a little case of uh, Game Boy Advance games in there. And in that case was like Pokemon Game Boy Advance games. Do you remember? It was, uh, was it red or gold? A couple of them anyways. And yeah, there, was a, there was a red and was there a blue one? Well, that's for the regular Game Boy I have. I don't remember what the advanced ones were, but a couple of heavy hitters in there and uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the DS game, which is worth a little bit of scratch. And uh, do you remember at the automotive flea market, I made a deal to get a loose um, Zelda collector's edition disc to make my empty box a uh, complete. Right. I think that was in there somewhere as well as that empty box was in there. So I'm like running all these numbers. I'm like, oh, what did I do? Oh my God. Next day he actually reaches out to me because he was having trouble with one of the Nintendos. One of the consoles, I was, you know, telling him about the Haji touch where you just got to wiggle the cartridge a little bit and then it'll start working. And I said, you know what? Uh, was was there, ha- there happened to be like a plastic case with uh, Pokemon games in it and stuff like that? He's like, yep, that was in there. I'm like, oh, geez. Well, you did okay, man. Uh, good work, my friend. You know, I, was, I, w- I wasn't going to ask for it or anything like that. I was just congratulating him on getting a good deal eventually. And he's like, yeah, no problem. It's not like I lowballed you or anything. I'm like, yeah, true. I did get money. So it's all, it's all good. It's just interesting how I forgot to pull that stuff out. And then he said, uh, oh, I had said... I'm just wondering because I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to like validate my spreadsheet, get everything knocked off that went in the deal. And he's like, yeah, you left a copy of it in here. I see your spreadsheet. I'm like, Oh my God. So he basically got me with my pants down. He knows all the values I paid for games. He knows what I've sold games for, where they went. All this information is on this spreadsheet. He's like, by the way, where do you get these games for one dollar? <laughs> I'm like, wow. Mm, I don't know. It just happens. He's like, no, seriously. Uh, I, I, I'd really like to know where you get where you can find these games for a dollar. I'm like, dude, that's a secret of the trade, and so I can't let that out. And he wrote back, I will pay you. To tell me where you're finding these games for a dollar. So <laughs> I just say, hey, sorry, I can't. I can't let my sources out. So I was really kicking myself in the behind for letting my uh, paperwork stay in there and a few heavy hitters, but I did all right. And yeah, I'm still feeling good about it. I'm still fine. 
I got a nice clean trunk. I don't have to worry about all that surplus stuff. So everything's fine. And I know I'll do, uh, I'll do more deals with him in the future for sure. So that was a little part two of that story. I forgot to tell. You ever done that where you sold a bunch of stuff and you forgot about certain items that you had in there? Nope. Nope. I'm highly organized when I sell my stuff. I certainly don't <laughs> no, need like a you... paper trail. Oh man. I felt totally naked and exposed. I've, uh, I've since eliminated all my paper trails of, uh, anything I've purchased and gone digital with it. It wasn't my entire spreadsheet. It was, uh, the spreadsheet for the, uh, Barry game exchange. Mm. So it was just those items, but still it was very revealing, but yeah, I'm sure you must've done that at some point where you sold like something and you didn't realize this was in the box, you know, at the bottom of the box. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. I never uh, did that. Yeah, because usually I'm not selling mass items the way you did. Uh, I tend to break my stuff down a bit more. But uh, hey, you do the right thing, though. Anytime you can find an easy sale just to get rid of a whole bunch of shit, then you might as well do it. Well, you had a pretty big surplus move there a couple weeks ago, right? Mm, Yeah, but it's just one of those big Tupperware things full of games. So if someone were like visiting you at your house and took a gander at your shelves and let's say they looked at your your GameCube shelf which is not something you're entirely focused on but you do have some titles there and they offered you a blanket price for them would you sell it uh yeah i think i would yeah it would that many GameCube games and they're not uh really i just think maybe one of them is desirable Well, what about something more closer to your heart? So you've been working on uh, well, your SNES. My, my NES collection is more closer to my heart because that's my first sort of actual true game system I got. But again, again, there's nothing there that's like, you know, <clears throat> I don't have any game that's like, you know, multiple hundreds of dollars. So it's not uh, nothing that couldn't easily be replaced. Well, so you've got like what? 60 games there for the NES. Mm, yeah, give or take, I guess. So if someone says, Joe, here's 200 bucks right now for your NES collection. No, would not do it. No. Because worth, it's worth more than that. But you're getting an easy sale that second. Nope. No. I'd be taking too big of a hit. So what's the Joe number on that? <laughs> um, Without putting too much thought into it, you got a, a split second deal to make. Guys at your house that second visiting you for some reason. So Joe, I got I got 300 bucks. I want to start my NES collection. 300 bucks. Give me your games and you throw in a console. No. Sorry. Maybe 500 I'd start to consider it. 500. You are attached. 500 i'm not taking a hit you don't have that much in it how do you know no i mean i i didn't spend 500 yeah i'd be giving away too much so that would drive you nuts hey there's uh a really great documentary for us record collectors out there it's called vinyl i might have talked about on this show years ago Uh, it's by canadian producer It, it aired on tvo 
quite a few times. You can find it on YouTube. It's called Vinyl, and it explores uh, vinyl collectors, record collectors, and goes into their psychosis and what drives them and what drives them crazy. And uh, it's relatable to game collectors as well. It's the same thing. But the one thing that I always remember that stood out to me, there is one dude who, well, you've commented before how your collection has felt overwhelming and weighing heavily on you and you don't know what to do. But like this situation we just talked about, you're not going to sell it for a price that you think that leaves money on the table. So what can you do? There's this guy who had maybe 5,000 records and he knew he could never find a buyer for that many of those records. And it was a certain genre. Like no one would collect anyways, cause these guys were crazy. Like there was a polka collector. All he collected was, I only collect, uh, polka records from uh, the Northern Quebec made between 1950 and 1973. And he'd have 5,000 of these records. Anyways, there's a guy like this. He just wanted to be done with the anxiety of having this massive collection take over his life. He knew he could donate it, give it away. He knew he could give it to other collectors or something like that, but he knew he could never get money out of it. And rather than face the heartbreak of leaving money on the table, he just put it all in the dumpster one day because <laughs> he would have rather see it go to no one than someone take advantage of him in his mind by not getting money for it. So he dumpstered the whole thing. Great. I wonder if there would be a collector out there for something as as a, eccentric as that sort of collection. <clears throat> I don't know. Is it easier to to buy records? You think and collect them over like video games? Uh, well, like you know, I've been knees deep in both worlds. Where uh, back in the day, I was traveling to different cities, going to record shows, just like we do for video game shows. So it's the exact same thing. Um. I think nowadays uh, it's changed a bit because every record is now being reproduced and reissued. So you can find anything you want now. Whereas uh, 15 years ago, you had to find that original, that original record if you wanted it. However, that was just interesting to compare what we do with our collections and how we feel about it. Cause I guess with records would be what variants as well. Uh, different regions. Um, I guess you're looking for quality of the uh, of the uh, of the cardboard, whether or not it has a sleeve, anything else that came within it, right? Well, if you were to go back in our YouTube channel, I know uh, I forgot, and I blocked that shit out that you made me YouTube slash start to continue you'll see the beatles uh video we put out where we went through not even my entire beatles collection but the first just uh the canadian releases of the capital records beatles capital record albums and we go through what every uh pressing variant of those records are and how you can tell uh what differences there are from reading the matrices and the dead wax or even looking at the, the pattern of the stamp on the label, you could see what uh, factory it was from. So yeah, it's pretty in depth and me trying to figure out that stuff for that video. It was just deep, deep waters of information, trying to figure out all that stuff. And people are talking about it and people are writing it all down. It's just crazy. 
amount of info available. Mm. It's hard to decipher it all. But they can get it right down to the individual operator that worked the press for that record by going through the information in the dead wax. It's pretty cool. <clears throat> That's what I like to get maybe for Christmas this year is I needed a record player. I've been putting off buying one probably for the last couple of years, mainly just out of laziness and not spending the time to sit down and research what's even somewhat semi-decent out there to purchase. So I think that's something I need to do and then go through my vinyls and decide what I want to keep and get rid of. There's a lot you could get rid of. Mm. A lot. Listen, it's because you don't like ABBA. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. All those bands whose uh, name is a city. Gotta get rid of those. Anyways, enough of this boring stuff. Let's, uh, well, I don't know. You haven't attacked me yet. People want to hear you attack me. You said you had stuff all lined up to attack me. So I threw those notes out. So why don't, why don't you get your, uh, get your notes in order, get it all, get your thoughts in order, work it all out. And we'll come back and talk about it right after this. Hey everybody, we'll get right back to the show. Sorry for interrupting. Bill here from STC Pod. I want to tell you about another great podcast, Dollar Dorks. It's an entertaining discussion on collection, how to start one, how to grow it, and even sell, all without losing money. Derek from Two Dorks YouTube channel moderates a rotating roster of experts, keeping the show always fresh and fun. Find Dollar Dorks podcast on the 13th of every month on the Two Dorks YouTube channel or search for Dollar Dorks RSS on iTunes and Google Play. You done? Yeah, sure. Fuck these goddamn commercials. Did you go to the bathroom in that time? Yeah. Took a nice big shit on top of that commercial you made me play. Were you, going, were you did you go make some bagels? Bagels. <laughs> Isn't that what? Hot dog. Big hot dog. I was, uh, I stopped into Sobeys yesterday to get some stuff to prepare for uh, my shift of work. And I like to have a bagel on my way to work every day. So I went to, they, they bake them fresh there, Sobeys, which is our, is that an independent grocer chain, Sobeys? I'm not sure. I don't think so. You think? kind of independent it's not the giant it's not a giant chain anyways they had a deal on their bagels you ever see this deal where you they have a little uh, paper bag and if you fill the paper bag as as many as you can get in the paper bag four dollars you ever see that deal nope well let me tell you i, I got out my my architectural design tools and my calipers and bag extenders and uh, went to town on those bagels in that paper bag. I got that up to the counter and uh, the cashier, oh yeah, that's $4 for that, for that bag of bagels. So, hey, how many did you get in there? Most people get around six in there. I thought, well, that's most people. This guy fit nine in there. So how about that? <laughs> that's above average right there. A full nine. You able to uh, do a full nine? Have you seen a full nine? That is exciting. Thank you, you for your fit, bagel story. Could you fit a full nine? I wouldn't care to fit a full nine. What am I going to do with nine bagels? You know how much that sticks and stays inside your stomach? What are you talking about? 
don't don't begin to tell me a single bagel on my way to work is bad for me when I've seen what you eat. Yeah, but when you eat nine bagels in total, you ate half a loaf of bread in the first two hours of our shift today. I didn't bring a lunch, so that's why I was starving. Sorry, man. So how's that better than one bagel on the way into it's work? Not. I had a carb day. It's ridiculous. You no had a carb day, should, right? Shouldn't be eating that much bread, man. It's ridiculous. You had a half loaf of bread. <sighs> then you had two pieces of cake. Then you had uh, an artisan sandwich from the cafeteria, which was mm-hmm. more bread. Yep. And a bag of chips. Burp. And uh, oh, you had soup with that, so that was okay. But you had to put crackers in it because you had to get more bread. And then you went back for more cake, even though you look down on people who have cake. And uh, what else? What else did you have? Oh, that's a, you had a big problem with me because I brought back chocolate cake for myself. Yeah, bullshit chocolate cake. We had cake at work. There's there was a, a lovely vanilla with uh, essentially just a strawberry shortcake. Nope, Bill has to pound the chocolate because he's fucking two-year-old. Why do you look down on people that enjoy chocolate? I and I like some flavor. Sorry, no, because it's for two year olds. Why is that for two year olds? Because kids like chocolate shit. And they won't have anything that's, uh, you know, oh, chocolate milk or white milk. Oh, chocolate milk, please. Right? Oh, just can't have straight up white milk. Can't you can't have straight up white cake. Just because you you don't allow your palate to taste anything as it's flying past the tonsils, you know, I feel bad for you that you don't allow yourself the pleasure of uh, a little bit of chocolate here and there. I don't like it. It's too sweet. Even though this wasn't sweet. Even the white is too sweet sometimes. That's why I don't like eating the icing. Here's here's a news bulletin for you. The white is often more sweet because it's all sugar. Hmm. Chocolate, you might have some dark chocolate. You have, uh, you know, you have a flavor profile there, whereas the white is just all sugar. Now, people are nodding their head with me right now. Exactly. Yeah. No one's listening anymore because you're going on about fucking cake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I work out a little bit of a celebratory day today. An anniversary for a couple of things that's been produced by our company. So they... uh provided cake in the cafeteria so i was lucky enough to get two slices and that was it four two four no because two and two i didn't go back a second time because there wasn't any left because i asked you to go get it for me before and you didn't no you did go back but you stuck your nose up because there was chocolate left but who knows really what you did while you were there i secretly pounded chocolate cake in the bathroom and then came back to the room yeah, I could see that. I tell you though, I've been with that company for oof, long time. It's the first time I've seen them uh, bring out any kind of celebratory thing like that. Especially nowadays in today's uh, environment for broadcasting, you just uh, don't see any kind of celebration of longevity. I remember we had one of our local stations that celebrated its seventy-fifth anniversary. And no one even batted an eye at it. It was shocking. However, we wow. got cake this time. A lot of it has to do with people not caring. It's not necessarily a money factor. Another big rainstorm we had. What was it two days ago now? 
Do you guys have that up wherever you live? Wherever? Yeah. I don't know. What to... Oh, up in the bush. Was it? It was a windstorm, wasn't it? Oh, we had a big rain windstorm, and we actually lost our power for about I don't know. Geez, uh, we ended up having to go out for dinner because well, we could have done I guess on top of the gas stove, but uh, yeah, we probably lost power for about three hours. I think. You know, you know what? It was actually enjoyable not having any sort of electricity, even though I could have uh, read something on my tablet or, you know, powered up one of my handhelds. Um, it was just nice just hanging out with the family, not doing anything digital based. Well, I, was, I was commenting to that to my wife the other day saying, hey, maybe we should start doing that more often. Just have one night every now and then where we just not turn anything on and just sort of play around and color and do whatever. I think you should for sure. Nice to go old school. You know, the kids were coloring with the wife on the table and I was puttering around, tidying some stuff up and because we could still see it was like in the evening, but there's still light coming through. So we didn't, we weren't in complete pitch black or anything. And then we ended up going out to uh, Swiss LA for dinner and came back and uh, the power was still out and came on probably about an hour later. It was just nice. It's like a little, I don't know what you want to call it, a little bit of a reset from all the technology we have to deal with during the day. Yeah, it's definitely, that's definitely a good thing. I've been trying to uh, peel back the uh, cell phone time from my eldest daughter and that is a fight every day. She is addicted to that like heroin. She sees her father. <laughs> um, you're, I know he, God knows you're on either on fucking Twitter or on your phone all day at work. So I know, the, I know I'm, the struggle of just trying to talk. To I'm, you. I'm conscious. That's, that's a big Are plus. You? Are you, you're, you're <laughs> jacked into your electronics. That's more in a positive direction mm. is that I'm present. Hmm? Well, I'm present physically, not mentally. But speaking of electricity, we also, uh, my daughter's ceiling fan, I don't know. We've had the thing for less than a year and the thing blew out. Just suddenly stopped turning on, couldn't even get the light or the fan to turn. I uh, I took out the uh, the remote control unit and just plugged the fan directly into the, the power from the ceiling. And I could get the fan to work, but not the lights to turn on. So something must have really blown on it. So luckily it was within a year time span and um, this is all on the weekend as well. I returned it, um, got the same fan again because my wife liked the design of it. You ever install stuff without taking down the electricity to that specific room or anything? Or do you, do you like to power everything down when you're doing it? Yeah, I like to power everything down. So you kill a fuse for the room, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. You, you're right. There are there. Ha- it's a little different from a ceiling fan because that could be fed through that wall switch, uh, even though it's off. So I wouldn't do that. But I have done like a bathroom fixture, just killed the light at the wall and worked on it. So yeah, I guess I have done that. But mm-hmm. no, ninety percent of the time, I will. I will. Uh, Hit the breaker. See, I haven't really, I don't know if our breaker system is fully labeled properly. 
So out of laziness, I didn't bother. And I always get like the sweats when I'm working with electricity because I've been shocked probably twice in my lifetime. <laughs> but um, yeah, it literally took me a full day, or not full day, but maybe half a day to uh, change the ceiling fan. And and then I had a, I bought a new, uh, I bought a wall unit, you know, for your, when you walk into the room to switch. I bought the uh, junction box that goes into the wall so you can turn the fan or the light on instead of having it uh, using a, like a remote control device. Mm-hmm. So then I've had to figure out how to do the wiring. So I had to half take apart another ceiling fan just to see how that was set up because that was set up with the same wall control. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I'm so stupid. I don't turn off the power, but it's just, it's just such a yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah, totally. Because, you know, you can have the fan wired in, so, like, the fan's still running, but the switch is off for the light. So it's still getting power, but the switch is off. Yeah, you never know, man. I just, uh, especially with the way the electricians wire houses, who knows how they they, they set it up. Oh, mine was done so terribly. The last little bit of electrical I had to do, which should have been super simple. You take this out, and then you just connect this wire and this wire to this wire and this wire. Take the thing out. All the wires in the wall are the exact same color. Yeah. There's awesome. <laughs> like just my hands in the air going, what? Ooh, why? And then the thing I took out, even its um, poles weren't labeled. So I couldn't correlate them with the new device. You know oh, what I mean? So it was yeah. trial and error. Like, Holy Christ. I'm taking, I take pictures of everything. Like it's just like, oh, just in case I, I screw it up or because I'll forget like two minutes later what wire goes where. So luckily I got the new fan up and running. So that blew one day. Um, and then the day we lost the power, I ended up changing another wall light in my office here from one of those old flip switches to a push one. And again, didn't kill the power for that though. It's 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 not the unscrewing of it. It's the when the wire um, jabs into the back of the light switch. It's hard to pull out. You have to sort of put a screwdriver in to release the mechanism that holds the wire in. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that can be a real. Pain. Dude, I, I did that for uh, a, a wall plug. I fucking shocked the shit out of myself like two months ago. <laughs> did you get that hum? I got. Uh, you feel that hum through your bones? No, it was stronger than a hum. Oh. I didn't know what was going on. Then I managed to let go of the screwdriver. <laughs> So I got a bag of like 10 wall plugs that I need to install. I have to kill the power to the whole house, I think. Well, I can just imagine your fuse box to that, to that monster of a house. Yeah. It's probably it's not a monster. Stop saying people believe <laughs> shit. When you say it, it probably, house. it looks like an industrial yeah. room, you know, with the yeah. huge racks. Yeah. We got a cooling just system full. for it as well. <laughs> yeah. You know, liquid. Yeah. Like a server. Fire. It's a liquid cooled, uh, Fuse panel. Yeah, you could probably do it digitally online. Oh my god! Anyway, that was that was literally uh, the ceiling fan took one day, and then the other day, I, the following day, I closed down the pool for the first time by myself. Nice. I'm I'm happy for you. Well, let's just put it this way: me trying to save three hundred bucks. If I fuck up, probably ends going to end up costing me a couple grand, dude. 
All you got to do is ask. I'll come over and help you. Like, duh. Come on. It's closing up a pool. It's no big deal. I don't know. I've never done it. I'm glad you finally did did it on your own without hiring someone for that. You can do it. But yeah, any of us come over and help you with that. No, I would have grabbed you. I didn't know you knew what to do. What don't I know what to do? Come on. Apparently change a wall plug. <laughs> if all the wires are the same. <laughs> well, if they're labeled properly, it's no problem. Oh, and then I got stung. Like, oh, I was doing the pool and I was walking out of the shed and I had a t-shirt and a sweater on and I was listening to a podcast. I think it was, uh, may have been the polykill podcast. And, um, all of a sudden I feel this, like an insect drop or fall into the back of my shirt and sweater. So I start, I, I reach up to swat it and I get this sharp stabbing pain on the back of my neck. <laughs> And immediately I know there's like a bee or a wasp in there, right? So I start patting my back. I get stung again. I rip off my sweater, rip off the shirt. Uh, my iPhone and head plugs go flying. And I'm running around the backyard trying to get this thing off of me. Uh, I don't know where the wasp went. I ended up getting stung like twice in the back of my neck. Immediately this sharp burning sensation on my neck and my like my left arm starts to tingle and I'm home alone thinking, great. I know I'm not allergic to stings, but the one thing would be like, well, what if I was, I have to go find my EpiPen or whatever they use. All I could just think was like, well, maybe what if I suddenly became allergic and I got nothing around me and there's no one to help me. True. But you are a bit of a hyper hypo as we all know. Mm. Yeah. This is the second time I've been stung in my life. Remember when I was a little kid at the cottage, I sat down on a chair on the deck. Next thing I know, I got stung three times just on my inner thigh right beside my uh, ball sack. And this is me like as a kid under 10 years of age. I don't know what's going on, but I'm being attacked. And I remember running around screaming and crying. And then, uh, yeah. And then uh, this past weekend was the second time. And I still got these bumps on the back of my neck. Fucking wasps. So, but you weren't freaking out? You weren't like throwing a hairy arms flailing around? Yeah, when I was being stung. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Joe. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I remember getting stung as a kid too. I think I, think I put my hand on a fence rail and there was like, bees on it or something or wasps i don't know what they were but i put my hands right on them i don't know why the wasp been bad this year for us we put up like those fake wasps nests around the backyard because that's supposed to deter them and i haven't seen any nests since i had to i had to spray a nest uh i guess it was a year ago emptied a full can right in that sucker i had to get i woke up like at 4 30 in the morning while they were still sleeping because you're supposed to do it before they wake up or uh, like really late at night. So I woke up super early. I think I had to go into work that day. You just emptied a fucking can right into that nest and dissolved all those wasps. Did they come pouring out? Uh, they started to, yeah. It wasn't high up. Like the, the nest was actually like in a, you know, six foot 
mini tree bush kind of thing. Somehow they decided to build it in there. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, the wasps were bad this year. We put up nests and they disappeared. And then all of a sudden at the end of the fall season now, they've all come back with the with this uh, resurgence of the warm weather, I guess. Oh, the buggers. Fuck. I know you don't go outside in the backyard often, so you don't uh, don't worry about it. Mm, no, there hasn't been many of that. There's been a ton of mosquitoes. Yeah, the yeah, mosquitoes. mosquitoes are, right? Like it, They've been insane this year. It's just crazy. But yeah, I was, I was wondering if my, uh, I was thinking if my daughter had bees chasing her this weekend because she and her volleyball teammates went on a bottle drive where you go around the go around the neighborhood asking for uh recyclables to support their team they did it for like a couple hours they made almost uh i think almost 500 bucks just collecting bottles and stuff how were they carrying them oh someone was driving with a van and stuff do you think that is that is that a plausible number for a couple hours work collecting bottles? Do you think? In your in your opinion? Well, I don't know anything about that, so <laughs> I don't know. I guess. Hmm. Five hundred. I don't know how many do they have. No idea if like. No how, idea, how? dude. I think that's <laughs> that seems like a really high number, man. Like, what is it? What's the return on these things? 10 cents what is what is the return it was like how five, do you, five cents a can or something how much space do you think would that take up in a vehicle in your opinion full-size truck full-size truck what yeah, what would i don't mean pickup truck i mean like uh yeah they had like a minivan a cargo what, van or something what next time they do it what do you think they're you know what in your opinion do you think their strategy should be for space I don't know. You're good at that shit. So you go, you tell them, man. <laughs> no, I'm asking I your opinion. Yeah, I don't have an opinion. I don't have a professional opinion on it. Sorry, man. Hmm. Whatever. 500 bucks, though, is pretty sweet for like three hours work. That's like, uh, that's like what? Uh, consultant uh, charging fee. So, yeah, well, you know. Look at this, like that, all that money is just at the curb in uh, whatever day of the week it is. All there for the taking, if you want to. No, because some pe- people return their shit too, right? Not a lot of people. Well, I'm sure people do, but. I return my stuff. There's a lot of people that just, well, even me, if I'll have like, uh, geez, a bottle of wine once every six months, I'm not going to take it back to the beer store. I'm going to just throw it in the recycle bin. That's true. I just, out of laziness, I just let mine build up for a little bit. Oh, well. All right. So uh, you want to get into uh, any interesting stuff we've been watching? I know we haven't talked yet about some big movies. Um, Well, I haven't seen any movies. Yeah, we did. Remember, we've been teasing it for weeks. (laughs) <laughs> we've saw some blockbusters the first blockbuster we saw was uh did we we didn't talk about it did we was tom cruise and the mummy oh yeah yeah uh no we didn't talk about that we watched yeah the mummy and uh wonder woman right 
Right. Both of them. I forgot about that. The weird thing was we were working that weekend. We watched it the mummy Friday night. And then the next night, Joe made us watch it again because he had big major gaps in his memory. Well, I wasn't giving a hundred percent attention. So yeah, I, I, I tuned out. <laughs> we had to watch the whole thing two nights in a row. It was ridiculous. You didn't have to, I put it on as background. Yeah, it was on. All right. Um, you know what? It was better than I thought it was going to be. Cause I don't think it did very well in the theater, right? No, no. I, I like to take on it in terms of, um, well, cause prior to watching it, I knew that the, whatever, I forget the theater that, uh, produced it, but they were going to start creating, um, all the classic, uh, horror characters and start putting them into movies, right? Universal movie monsters. Yeah. So, uh, the mummy, this one obviously contained the mummy character. And then as well as, uh, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. <clears throat> so that was the introduction for that. Um, I enjoyed it. There was a couple silliness or silly parts to it. And, uh, they could have done without, I think like his buddy. I don't want I don't want to give away too much without spoiling it for people, but I didn't like the character that his, uh, buddy portrayed throughout the movie. His buddy became like, uh, it was an exact representation of, uh, American werewolf in London. Yeah, well, don't ruin it. Yeah, right. Though, ruin. Was, uh, you're right. It was it was that portrayal of that character. And I, I didn't think it needed. You know what I mean? No, no. They were trying. You know, they're always trying to get some humor going or some levity. And uh, I don't know. It seemed like yeah, every levity, scene, the, all the humor and levity could be done through the Tom Cruise character, much like. Uh, you know, for example, the other mummy movies with uh, Brandon Fraser, though it's not the same type of mummy, it's, you know, your lead character can portray the humor uh, through either, you know, sarcasm or his actions or, you know, like putting, you put him into a, you know, a type of scenario or scene that's, you know, traumatic or something and, and the way that they handle it can deliver the, the, the the small touches of uh, touches of comedy or humor that you need. Yeah. Like Marvel does. Um, I enjoyed it though. Like I said, I, it was very eye rolly. A lot of eye rolling going on. Yeah. I saw a lot of whites of your eye. <laughs> Practically every scene you'd say, this doesn't make sense. Why are they doing this? Why is this happening? Why are you doing that? And then you got so confused at the end. You know, that's basically why we had to watch it all over again because you couldn't put the end together, which it was confusing and still doesn't make sense if you go back and look at it. So, no, I'm going to say go ahead and skip the mummy. No, I said watch it, but don't uh, just take it with a grain of salt. I'm interested to see how Universal is going to carry on you know, whether or not they considered this mummy to be 
again, I don't know if it was a success or not. I, have, I haven't looked up what profits it made, but, um, you know, versus uh, production costs and whatnot. But if they do continue on with this uh, universal uh, horror line, which ones do they come up with next? Because unfortunately, whenever I think of movies like this, it always goes back to, I, I think you like this movie, but um, uh, crap, the one with Sean Connery and all the uh, horror characters in it, you know, Captain Nemo and uh, yeah, Vampire Lee. Chick and the Lee. Lee Extraordinary Gentleman, yeah. Well, it had issues too, of course, but you know, it's a fun watch. Yeah, but it, it's that for me, it's the issue is when you start introducing all these characters together and putting them in one movie, they're so, I don't want to say powerful, but they've each got their own sort of big history and backstory behind them that to combine all these characters together, you have to eliminate a lot of story narration and just sort of push everything fast and quick just to fill within that time gap of the movie. You know, you got an hour and a half, two hours max to, to put all these characters, give a brief synopsis and sort of tie everybody together. Right. Yeah. It's usually, that's why I'm worried about this upcoming, uh, uh, justice league movie with everybody in it. They got introduced no. a whole shitload of characters again. They're not, they don't have a good record going into this one. Yeah. So why not do some more individual movies first? Like the Aquaman could easily be a movie on its own. Uh, you got the flash character, which they're going to bring in. Um, you got uh, uh cyborg. Well, we kind of got backstory on them from the last movie a little bit. Yeah. But so brief that it doesn't even count. Right. you can't have a back you can't not delve a bit deeper into them otherwise not going to seem like major characters i'm sick of origin stories so i'm happy to uh, gloss over it anytime they want anytime gloss over it i like origin Uh, stories i like the wonder woman origins (laughs) you would (laughs) well it's good Again, that's I a character that I don't worry. The Wonder Woman character I only know through my cartoons of uh, of Justice League on TV. I never read, or, and sorry, the uh, for whatever they told in, and I can't really remember right now, but the, the TV Linda Carter Wonder Woman series. God knows how far they delved into her character. Probably not much, but, you know, that's my only take on Wonder Woman. I never read the comics, never really cared about her. Yeah, okay. So they need to do an origin with that, especially since how well her character uh, came across within that crappy Batman versus Superman movie, right? Like if Wonder Woman wasn't in it, that movie would have, she was the only saving grace of that movie as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and but her mystery kind of added to it. Instead of stopping to uh, show uh, Batman's parents getting shot again. Oh, wait, they did do that. I loved it. Show me the parents getting shot again. I need that in every movie. I don't like that. <laughs> Just like your stupid super or Spider-Man movies, man. Stop showing the origin of that. They did in the last one. They just did a little exposition and away they went. 
right? Hmm. All right. So uh, you just want to gloss over Wonder Woman? It was uh, it was all right. I enjoyed it. I watched it twice. Yeah, yes. I don't know. Didn't blow me away. Didn't do it for me. So, especially when the the big villain, I think if the big villain's going to be, uh, I think it was Ares, the god of war, he should have been a lot more daunting. Should have been. Uh, but what can you come up with? We'll see what they do in the next one. And uh, I rolled your chair over and made you watch a movie I was looking forward to from uh, right? mm-hmm. called Baby Driver. A good old-fashioned car chase movie with uh, without the Fast and Furious computer-generated cars. It was old-fashioned photography going on. Yeah, you said all the chases were done straight up through stunt people, right? That first one that they hit off with was really impressive. Actually, I think I enjoyed I'm that pretty movie. sure. I didn't look anything up, but everything looked pretty authentic. I was more impressed with the camera moves on... Uh, a lot of the uh, car stunts because the camera was doing crazy things. So maybe there was a little bit of computer generated stuff in there, but you watch the camera moves and how it frames up when the cars are cornering and stuff. It's, it's crazy. It's fantastic. I'm, I'm going to have to watch that again at home because we watched that work with crappy little speakers. So uh, I think that movie, you really need this round sound pumping because that is wall-to-wall music going on in the background. Well, not in the background. The foreground is music. It's just music is a major character in that movie. And I think it uh, really, I, I love it when there's, when music is a major. Uh, well, music's not the just there for music purposes to fill in the background. There's a, there's a purpose behind why the music is being played uh, whenever it, it comes up you know, louder than the normal. Oh my God. It, the way it was directed where the song directed the scene. So the song took over and the scene followed the beat to the song and used its rhythm. It was, uh, yeah, but I just like a dance. The character used one of the characters used music for a certain reason. Oh, sure. But I mean, but you're right. Yeah. It, 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 it was orchestrated and played out according to, you know, the feelings or whatever was taking place within that specific, you know, couple scenes or whatever. It, it was practically um, a musical. The only part I didn't like really, I think what really sort of threw me off was, I don't know if you want to call them bad guys, but people in the, uh, some of the people that were recruited, uh, obviously it was scripted this way, but their characters were a little over the top in terms of, mm, I guess being ridiculous or, you know, being paranoid or overly, overly acted up, uh, especially uh, uh, Jamie Foxx's character. Yeah. It served the point though. Like he was, he was the big bad and you couldn't let him out of your sight. You couldn't let him go near. You couldn't even let him get within arm's distance of anyone you cared about. Like he would just go and uh, get a coffee at the corner store and uh, no one would be left alive in the corner store kind of thing. He just had a, 
he had a way of not leaving anyone behind. So it just, you know, made him made the tension that much more whenever he was on screen. He was that much more random and uh, you had to take care of him. But exactly. That's a character you never work with in that sort of scenario. Oh, I see. So yeah, the fact that he hired? was brought in would be like, eh, sort of goes against, you know, everything else that they've done to ensure that their jobs were successful. I'm going to agree with you on that point. It would have been reckless to bring him in on the crew. Yep. Wow. There you go. There you go. Write that down. Good observation. Otherwise, like I said, it was such a good movie and the way the music intertwined made every scene a dance. Even some of the characters, the way they talked was in like they were like a musical singing a song the way they were talking. Mm -hmm. So I happened upon a movie while I was at home and I've been avoiding this movie for a long time because supposedly I don't like musicals. And uh, I don't like Mia finally. I don't like to admit to liking musicals, and I never liked the title of this movie, and I didn't like anything that this movie seemed to represent to me. But uh, it was on, and god damn it, if it just wasn't so goddamn delightful, I had to keep watching it. Mamma Mia! <laughs> oh, that would be awful. That's not going to happen. With that Mama is. Mia. That is simply delightful. It was La La Land. Uh, yeah, I picked it up about maybe 20 minutes in, and uh, it, it just it draws you in. You can't help it, you know. Uh, I've Well, I've been in love with Emma Stone. Come on, forever. You can get lost in her eyes. And, of course, uh, your boy Ryan right, Gosling. I'll take Ryan Gosling over Emma Watts or Emma Stone. That that lazy eyed hunk of a man. He's just, uh, he can draw you into the screen. And of course their chemistry is, you know, that's been solidified. Uh, that, what was the other movie we loved that those two were in that we, uh, that I will admit to loving, even though that was a Joe movie, crazy, uh, stupid love. Yes. And they were, were they in another movie together? I don't know. This this movie mm. just nailed it, though. And I guess it's labeled a musical, but it's not. It's not um, just breaking into song, traditional musical. It's all just really well intertwined throughout the plot. And uh, music is used as a device to move time along and to recap. And it's uh, it's a centered around jazz too so it's it's good music so he's a jazz player and he has a dream of opening his own club and he meets her and she's an aspiring actress and uh, so they both have these dreams they're trying to follow and they fall in love but you know their dreams are conflicting and pulling them apart and uh, yeah it sounds cheesy and romantic and awful, but I just couldn't stop watching it. Did you watch him in drive? Oh. Yeah. Did you like that one? Yeah. Yeah. It was okay. It was okay. No, oh, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that one. 
The boy can act, man. You got to admit it. I, it's true. He's true. He's, he is pretty good in everything. A good old Canadian boy in there. So that was La La Land. Do you think you'll watch that? No, again, that's something I would never watch on my own and certainly not make, go out of my way to see it. Uh, I'd probably only watch it like if the wife brought it home and, or wanted to rent it or whatever. It was on the movie channel and she said, let's watch it. But no, I, I got no, I'm not a big jazz fan and I'm not a big Emma Stone fan, though I liked her in uh, Stupid Crazy Love. What's not to like? What is not to like about her? She's not attractive. Oh my God. She's not attractive. All yours, man. I won't fight you. <laughs> oh my God. I remember when she first, her first appearance on Letterman, he, he couldn't, he got lost in her eyes. He even remarked to her and made her uncomfortable about how beautiful her eyes were. He's like, I, it's just striking your eyes. She has a uh, screen presence. She's, She's good in everything she's done. I didn't say she was a good actor. I'm just not attracted to that. What is? I, I don't. Uh, I don't get it. It's okay, man. Anyways, it's all good for you. More uh, this, more cake for you. More chocolate this, cake for Bill. This is another movie you should uh, put the surround sound on for. The music is just all encompassing, and it's uh, really good jazz. It's good stuff. You got time for one more? No, that's enough, man. Okay, I got one more. I was uh, fiddling around the dial and uh, on the documentary channel, we have a documentary channel here in Canada and it's called documentary channel. And there, I, I don't know, the title um, caught my eye. It was called the tower. So I hit the guide and it says something about this, the shooting in 1966 that happened. I had no idea about this. It's a documentary and it re- retells the story of uh, this mass shooting that happened in 1966 at the university of Texas. Some crazy man got up in a tower and he had 90 minutes to pick off whatever victim he wanted um, using whatever hunting rifles he had scoped rifles. He was a former Marine with uh, medals and sharpshooting and he was just knocking people off and it was just this horrific scene in a sweltering day where people just could not get walk out in the open without being picked off by this guy. And like authorities had no idea how to deal with it. Like he had 90 minutes up there, 90 minutes compare that to like this Las Vegas thing we just had right now. What, what's the timeline they're saying for that guy? Less than 10 minutes. Yeah. He was shooting for about just under 10 minutes before they stormed the room. So you imagine this guy in 1966 having 90 minutes and he had a, a duffel bag full of munitions. Um, and the way the story is told is through half animation and half, um, archival film clips from the day. And the animation is done in that kind of rotor scope fashion. You know, where it looks like they just colored over film cells, actual film cells. Mm. And they had the actual people, you know, telling their stories. And the flashback would all be this animation, which 
is a billion times better than when you try to do reenactments in documentaries, right? How awful is that most of the time? So they had this really stylistic animation for the, uh, for the recreations and it was a really compelling story. I had no idea that this happened back in 66. Why you ever heard you? of that? Well, it's a pretty big, pretty big story. And that's also what almost what 50 years ago, 60. What, what's my math here? I don't know, but he, he climbed the town. He killed like 14 people injured like another 30 but the tales of heroism involved is what makes the story so good as well. You know, there were people that were shot and just laying on the sweltering pavement, bleeding out and no one could get to them because this guy was picking off anyone who would get in the open. And eventually, you know, these college guys just said to hell with it and ran out in the open to drag these people to safety, even though they were out in the open. So it's pretty cool. It was an interesting story. And that was called The Tower. And it just came out, I think, last year, 2016. <clears throat> well, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bore you with that story, Joe. But that's what I watched. And of course, hockey is back on. So we're watching lots of hockey, too. Well, baseball players aren't over yet. Uh, I have no idea baseball's happening, as most people. Mm. I think most of the nation knows that baseball's still going on. Yankees are playing Houston at the moment, and uh, Cubs, Dodgers, I believe. <clears throat> the two teams I was watching, Washington and Cleveland, got knocked out, so I'm a little bit less interested. So is that okay? Do you consider this back on the script or were we still off the script? What was this episode like? Do you think for what? I don't know. You got, you got all crazy last week about spouting off the script and what is this script we're talking about? No script, man. I said, just don't talk like Trump. Don't talk. No, you're going on about a script. How we uh, keep, we've been on a script. Yeah. You had all this shit written down, man. Just talk. I, no, I didn't just talk. Just talk. I had a lot of positive comments. They said, I prefer when Bill doesn't write all that boring shit down. And you guys just talk. I don't write stuff down. That uh, is the problem. I like the old STC. What happened to it? We need more stuff written down. I would have had a better Tom Petty chat if I'd have wrote some stuff down. Oh, my God. Just because he or, dies. Not everybody has to start talking about him when he dies, too. I like them. That's good enough. So I am listening to uh, Fandango's um, or Kevin's uh, Mars Mars Attacks LP tribute to uh, Tom Petty. Yeah, I did want to mention that. Uh, thanks and, for bringing uh, that up. Calm down. You've spoken enough. <laughs> I, I it's, it's Mars is it's a well put together production listen. of Tom Petty's. Uh, it's I eight. A couple songs I would have kicked off. But I'm, uh, how far uh, am I? It's uh, two hours and I've got 55 minutes left. Yeah, it's, it's great. And there were some tracks on there I hadn't even heard before. So open your mind. And that's the whole point. Hear what was, hear what was doing other than your, 
your uh well it's good because i don't want to hear the hits as well i like how kev's doing it where it's just like you say he's doing a bit more of the obscure ones that uh maybe didn't get enough attention that they should have kind of material so there's a couple on there that I, I i certainly never heard of and that i actually liked so i think i'm up to uh damn the torpedoes right now i can't remember yeah. no past that one i oh, fuck cares it's good though uh, good job right. tell people where we are who we are what's doing well, I don't like doing that. We're not like that. We don't tell people. Well, one, you're making it forced. <laughs> well, I'm just telling you to get going. Why? Are we done now? Good. Are we done? You know what I found out today was uh, out that the AV cable for Genesis Model 1 cable for a master system had to buy one of those where'd you buy that that's what i learned today from our friends at power up gaming in barry and it's you mean the story likes to rip you off uh this is a third party cable um but 15 so you can't complain about that it would only be a few bucks cheaper on eBay. So, but if you try to sell them something, then you can complain about it. I purchased this with my credit, and I still have eighty dollars of credit there, which I have a hard time spending. Right. Just blow it. Get yourself an eight dollar game. Sorry, get yourself a forty five dollar game that they're charging eighty dollars for. Yeah, exactly. I can't bring myself to do it. I am. I'm hoping they get in Breath of the Wild for the Wii U, but no one has brought that into them yet. All right. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Start to Continue. This has been uh, your host, Bill and Joe, for this. I don't know how long it's been going because you didn't set a timer. But look for us on Twitter at SDC Pod and AC Decepticon. And uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. I start to continue. And if you're looking to pick up some t-shirts or some uh, wall art, video game related or STC pod related, we have a store at T public, go to T public STC pod and you'll see some stuff there. And you know what? Now they have finally introduced a house household items housewares i don't know there's pillows now so you can get you can get joe's mug on a pillow how about that and uh what else we got going is that it our pickup video releasing next week it's gonna have a giant monster item on there it's gonna be huge you won't even believe it and there'll be a little bit of a story behind it which we'll get into next week when are you putting that one out? Uh, I'm usually, I usually forget to do it on Monday and then Tuesday is Q dog day. I don't step on their day. So it all ultimately comes out Wednesday. All right. Good enough. This is what I got to work with every day, folks. This is, this is my, my work day. All right. Wrap it up. Post it and post it. <laughs>